in terms of strategy, uh, I remember when I went to Pocono with my neighbor John, I realized that NASCAR was uh, a little bit younger, a little bit cooler. Uh, he said that, that you know he's realizing that the demographics have changed over the years. Um, and I feel like when I was growing up, like NASCAR had this thing that it was like Southern and it was, you know, just like for people from the South. But now I find myself like getting more into it and, and my friends are too. So when you guys are trying to expand and, and to break into new audiences and new demographics, you know, a little bit younger, a little bit, you know, people from New York, how do you go about doing that? And how do you get on people's radar that may not be from North Carolina or, you know, Alabama or something like that? Do you guys have a strategy in terms of acquiring people outside of, you know, the, the big NASCAR states? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that there are a few ways we do it. You know, I think I mentioned that entertainment marketing group that we've got, and, and they're great from, I think, you know, when you start to see our drivers in non-traditional places, you know, whether it's like um, putting a driver like Bubba Wallace or Ryan Blaney or someone like that on like ridiculousness with like Rob Diedrich or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 you know, putting them in a... Um, like a, a t like uh, Ryan Blaney was in a uh, like a CBS show I think over the winter. Uh, Matt Benedetto was in a like an episode of like Lethal Weapon on Fox. Just like these, so these random things. That, yeah, like Matt, you know, and now he's had this great run. <laughs> uh, he was like a guy in a bar fight in an episode. It was great. That's so uh, cool. And, and you know, like Austin uh, Austin Dillon, Ty Dillon, Daniel Suarez all had uh, cameos in that movie Stuber. Wow. Uh, with it with Dave Batista and Camille and Johnny, so like, I think those are our cool crossover moments. I mean, I think on specifically on the social side for us, I think, you know, there are all these really intricate things you can do around influencers and the type of content you place people in. I think the basic block and tackle that we have to remind ourselves to get our arms around is just meeting the people where they are with the coolest content that we think will engage them. So, almost regardless of. It's not so much region, I would say, but maybe more like, dem like you know, a younger fan, let's say, um, knowing that like our Facebook audience is a little bit older than our Instagram audience or our YouTube audience, that like, what is the content that, that might resonate with them? You know, the pace, the length, the way it's formatted, all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, we really focused a lot this year on making Instagram and YouTube big priorities for us. Not to say that we don't invest a ton of time in, in the other ones, you know, Facebook, we're doing a lot of different things around groups and, and Twitter, we do a ton, you know, we have our in-car camera partnership with them where we carry live content, Snap, we still have our stories and we're actually doing a lot of cool stuff with lenses there kind of under the radar nice. um, and, and, and AR objects and things like that and, and uh, like kind of a bit of a tease that we'll have some cool stuff for Darlington nice. uh, around AR objects, I think, and, and just think like cool paint schemes and stuff like that and I'll nice. leave it at that. Um, so, you know, I think this will probably come out after Darlington. So I think you're in no danger. It'd be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think lots of, lots of cool stuff that we're doing there to, to try and reach a, a different fan and, and just sort of like make sure we're speaking the language of all of those platforms, as opposed to trying to take one thing and go, all right, let's just dump it everywhere. It's not that we're, you know, I think we want our best moments to ultimately be everywhere, but you know, again, when I say really simple block and tackle, Bad use a football analogy, probably, but um, bump you know, really, and run, bump and run. Yeah, really, really simple building blocks. Let's right. say that. Um, yeah. You know, to like 
making sure that we're like loading up our YouTube channel with like compilations and things like that and long form content that are like, I've been loving that stuff. It's been yeah. really good. And you guys finally stopped saying who wins in the title. I love that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but see, like, oh. but it's cool though. Cause like NASCAR listened, it's like the fans yeah. commented and then, then people change it. And now we have like these like compilations and stuff. It's really great. I, I find myself constantly watching like top 10 best Bristol finishes. It's like, I didn't know that I needed this, but here I am. Let's go. And it's been and, really great, too. It's great quality, too. And you know what the, the coolest thing about doing some of that stuff has been is it, it kind of ladders up to something that's less about the content, but I think more about listening to fans. And, and that's you know literally one of our like core KPI metrics for the year is, is really like con our conversation with fans and how we're, you know, how we're engaging with them and how we're creating more conversation. We feel like a comment or multiple comments on a piece of content is – ultimately a deeper uh, it's a deeper and more meaningful engagement than a like or a retweet or something like that yes um, I agree. And, and so one of the coolest things when you talk about those compilations is like if you go check out our community tab like we are directly listening to our fans when we do those compilations mm -hmm. so we'll put up a post that's like hey what's your favorite nascar fight ever right and wait instantly within 24 hours we've got hundreds of suggestions and they start to you know you, you'll get some commonality between them and then we want to come back and we want to close that loop with people and say, hey, you guys spoke. We listened. Right. Here's that top 10. Did your did yours make the list? Ah, um, that's so cool. Turn out favorite crash. And, and on some level, it's almost like a, a perpetual motion machine because with like certain topics, you can go like, oh, mine didn't make the list. And then, all right, here's your favorite. More engagement. Point. More engagement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah more engagement. Um, but that's it's so but it's great because I think it, it you know, like our fans are experts, too. Like, yes. Like. It, we're like by no means are, are we the only people who should probably weigh in on some of this stuff. Um, so I think that's been a really fun piece of our creative process this year is sort of like listening and figuring out because it's so easy, I think, in any of these things to get into a very like, well, like tunnel vision with blinders and like this is our brand and like these are the only types of things we're going to do. Like right. all these social platforms, at least for, you know, for me personally, where I sit and what I manage, they're all too malleable. To just be like, this is what we're gonna do, and this is the one piece of creative we're gonna run all year, and like this is how it just doesn't work like that. I'm not sure if this is uh, your team specifically or, or who it was, but um, I, I know that like when I make, when I went to Pocono, for example, I made an Instagram story, and just the way that I was able to uh, kind of have like, you know, swipe up, like with the NASCAR mm -hmm. thing, the NASCAR logos. Um, I remember like a a few months ago, I kind of like fallen out. Uh, this the last two years, I've been really busy with work and stuff. Had kind of fallen out of it, and there was those ones of like Chase Elliott and like all these guys like waving the the checkered flag, and I was thinking to myself like, I don't know who a lot of these guys are, and then it's like because of that content, I was like, man, I, I want to use this in my Instagram story. I want it seems like they're giving me the tools to engage with this community, and I'm able to utilize them. Uh, and I think that in a weird way, that Instagram content uh, kind of wrote me back in and got me into it. And I find myself more obsessed with NASCAR than I've ever been. So, Well, and that's – and you know the funny thing is like it's definitely that, that like you don't want to just be like, oh, good. I mean, look, I love The Office as much as anyone. I'm on like rewatch number 34. <laughs> but um, like no one needs to use like the Steve Carell like, oh, God, it's happening gif again, right? Right, right, and right. So, like as much as we can, you know, use a media day to arm fans who are whether you're a Kyle Busch fan, Chase Elliott fan, or you're a Landon Castle fan, like 
no, no matter Chase where Elliott, you are. Let's go. Number nine, I, baby. It, I mean, like, let's arm all of those fans with that content. I mean, that's the great work of a couple people on our social team, our design team, you know, taking, you know, hey, let's do good planning. Let's come up with the gestures. Let's get them into the Giphy platform and make sure that, you know, they're all tagged up correctly and doing yeah. all that stuff so that they can surface and be, like, hyper-relevant. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that's super intentional that we want to allow people to – you know, it, and and the the crazy thing is, I find myself actually using that stuff in my own content. And I think a lot of people do this, even when they're not posting about NASCAR. But yeah. like that's their default. I'm like, oh, I want to do a swipe up, or you know, whatever some of the other stuff is. It's just like a surprised reaction. Like now I'm as a NASCAR fan speaking NASCAR, even in stuff that isn't NASCAR content. <laughs> it goes across the board. That's so cool. Well, yeah, whoever who, you know, whatever team was responsible for that, I think they did a really great job. It was well executed. And I had a feeling like there was some sort of like, it was just my assumption. I was like, because I know like Gary kept doing those when he was doing like the swipe up thing. All of a sudden yep. NASCAR was doing that. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yep. So yeah, it's kind of fun to see that that kind of uh, digital culture. And I think that's why it translates so well to, young, to a younger demographic. It's because it's like you're giving people the tools that allow them to tell a story about NASCAR in a very modern way. I mean, I think the one thing that's always interesting for us, and I think it's like, so this is year four for me, um, and, and I think the way we do content, and, and it sounds like it's evident to you, has drastically changed. Yes. Um, and, and I mean, I always think that's like kind of interesting to talk about that, you know, social is no longer, like, literally to this day, like, I, I had a, I had a guy, um, I remember with like, the, did you see our content stuff from like the Goodwood Festival Speed over in like the UK? Um, mm, maybe, I don't, I don't know. We had, we had a guy go over, um, so or, there, this, I, I was not familiar with this cause it's really more like F1 driven, but like this was the first year NASCAR had a bigger presence there, Right. but it's basically like a car show with a race, but it's like time trials. And it's this, it's this place that's called like the Goodwood estate. And you're like, you do like time trials up a hill and it's everything from like F1 drivers driving cars, they'll be like 50 years old to like rich people who bought Dale Jr.'s like 2014, like nationwide 88. What? And, That's so cool. And we sent someone from our team to that who is, you know, one of my core content people who I've had for a couple of years now with, you know, DSLRs, GoPros, all this other stuff. I mean, he's there to do like the full shebang and all that stuff. And he's going to mount GoPros and cars. He shows up and the people at Goodwood are like, um, now you're here to do social, right? So what are you doing with all these cameras? <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, in 2019, that's still the mindset. But it's funny because when I started, that's how it was. We had three people and myself with phones and we weren't doing anything. We were like kind of working with NASCAR Productions to get right. video. And now we are deeply integrated with productions, working with a road crew. We're sharing footage, like the way we tackle like the post races in like Bristol where it's like, okay, you go to two through 10, you go to victory lane, you go to that pick box, uh, you go to those two cars like between 10 and 20 because they might fight. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> and, and all doing that with like, you know, Sony DSLRs or, or Canon C300s and, and, and stuff like that to get like cinematic quality footage that like we're still turning like we're shooting on phones. That's amazing. From a speed standpoint, it's just changed so much because I think the expectations of fans have changed. So I always think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think that's really cool. I think that there's definitely like a, an intention to craft that is evident that kind of comes across um, with the content you guys are creating. And a perfect example with, the, uh, you know, the, the NASCAR GIFs or GIFs, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
it's like not only is it like there and available, but it's like well executed. And I think the same can be said for the videos. Like uh, Denny's Burnout at Bristol, that has my vote for like one of the better, especially at Bristol, which is like as tight as could possibly be. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember thinking of that, like, I wonder, I have a feeling like they're going to put this on Instagram because I just remember seeing it. It was like one of the best shots of the whole night. And you guys were like, bam, right there with it. And I couldn't, like, your turnaround times are ridiculous. I know that there's a lot of people involved, but uh, it seems to be like everything is kind of live. How do you guys go about turning that around so quickly when you're on Twitter, Instagram, on Snap, multiple platforms? You guys seem to have it like right away. Is it just a, a large volume of people working on it or just a, a small team of killers uh, that can really turn it out quickly? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go more small team of killers. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like we used to be, even just like this goes down to some basic stuff of like how you staff, right? And you're like, okay, let's spread each other. Let's spread equally over the, the course of a week. And, and now we're you know much more intentional about more bodies on a Sunday and things like that. And so right. you know, we have one person who's super locked in on Twitter because we feel like it's the most time-sensitive platform. And a second person who's always thinking about you know Facebook and Instagram back in our Charlotte offices. And then additive to that, we'll have anywhere between one and four people at the track. Um, and usually more toward like the one or two, uh, but they're shooting on DSLRs They're but, but they're looking to get something quick turn, um, you know, get, get something quick turn out of that race. And actually, so I will, in, someone who doesn't work for us, but I think, I guess works for NBC technically, uh, that burnout shot you're probably talking about. I've gotten so many messages this week, <laughs> shouting out the guy who runs the broadcast, like steady cam. When yeah, he gets a, it was awesome. If you ever see this dude in the neon, he, like, he, I don't know what his workout regimen is, but, like, he is running around <laughs> with this thing, and it's just, like, it's the most clean, like, smooth shots ever. But it's I mean, fantastic, yeah. That's why but, I used it for the on the content. I just put that one up there. I was like, I don't even know if it's legal to repost this, but I'm doing it. We out. <laughs> but, like, the guy, you know, like, so great example. We had some stuff, like, from the grid and the, that, that sort of divide and conquer mentality I was talking about. It's like, you know, sometimes the story that's just as important to tell is the guys who didn't win, like, Obviously, broadcast covers the heck out of the guy who wins, but there are fans of you know 39 other drivers mm. that want to hopefully see their guy. So we always think it's really important to go to the grid, get photos, get videos of those guys getting out of the car, show that they're warriors, like show that they're um, you know like a lot of people think. I mean, I know you don't, you probably don't think this way, but a lot of people think, man, these guys get in the car, they drive, and like, yeah, they're not athletes, like watch these guys get out of a car. No, I totally that, do, yeah. That, that's been 130 degrees and like tell me tell me you'd be standing. Like I, I think you guys so, got that perfectly with that picture and I'm a little bit biased here cuz I'm a Chase Elliott fan. But you got there's a picture you guys recently posted. I, I know that's cuz you know, I'm not stalking it that much, but I, I was <laughs> in preparation for today's podcast. There's a picture of Chase Elliott uh, getting out of the car and he's he's still like sitting uh, in in the windowsill and he's like pushing his hair like this. And it was a top five finish. And for me, as somebody who watched that race, and maybe maybe it's like that photojournalism thing like you're talking about. Like, it, it, it almost feels more like like photojournalism, like real photo authentic journalism that shows a real moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like you just happened to capture that. And it's not the most exciting thing, but as somebody who watches the sport and lives for the drama of it, that one picture, it finished in the fifth place. But it was like it was a fifth place that mattered, and you guys yep. like got that. So well executed well, it, to whoever got that picture. And it's emotion, right? Because so we like I was talking to someone who does player social at the NFL, and like, you know, they have the helmet issue, 
we mm-hmm. have the helmet issue inside the car. Yeah. And and so like we I don't get Russell Westbrook, you know, flexing and, and stomping and stuff like that. I just right, go right. When, he, when someone makes a great pass. And so those are my opportunities for emotion are prior to a race and afterward usually. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other guys on our team uh, last season and, and has done this a few times. I remember when Kurt Busch got eliminated uh, at the end of last year, uh, late in the playoffs. He wrecks, gets out of the car, and my guy just happens to be in the right place. Alejandro's name uh, got got right to the right spot, um, and he snaps this photo that is like an all timer of Tony Stewart consoling Kurt Busch. Wow. And I knew it was a good photo because it was instantly. We didn't even give it to him. He's just like, you know, it's a good photo when the athlete takes it. Right. Uh, and it was instantly like on his Twitter, Instagram, like uh, right after the race. That's so, and it so was just, cool that great moment of, of passion from, from those guys. And then like the flip of that, like, you know, thinking about cool content, like, I don't know if you saw the piece that we had, but I think we're always trying to push ourselves on just like a different look, a new look. It's very easy to go and be like on just a hamster wheel of content because of how long the season is. And, yeah. and it's just never ending week after week, you know, it is a long season. So it's basically Valentine's day to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then <laughs> Which we're is like, ridiculous. Kind of, That's so ridiculous. But, but like, you know, if you go back and look at Bristol week, one of the guys, uh, Tyler on my team, you know, threw a GoPro on top of uh, the camera when he was shooting photos at Bristol and then threw, stitched together a video that was sort of like the what he saw versus what the image that came out was. Mm-hmm. And instantly it was so cool. Like, you know, obviously social comments are not always the most positive place on the planet. And it, oh, it oh, the, the worst kind of people usually. <laughs> yeah. And, and people were like, just kidding. That's so- my personal thing, not him. <laughs> but they were like, you know, that like this content's like super cool. Like, tell me about your settings on your camera. Like, what's the gear? We had drivers chiming in. I was like, this is, and like it was a, it was a validation that like it's okay to try something every once in a while. Absolutely. So. I know that like NASCAR is kind of like a giant, huge, you know, like a traveling. I don't want to say circus, but it's like a, you know, a, totally. it's, a, it's a giant road show across the country, sometimes to Europe and stuff like that. For the people that are on the content team. Is it – do you have different people at different tracks or that they go the whole season or like half of the season or some guys go with the Fox crew, some guys go with the NBC crew? How does that work? Yeah, so we've got kind of a, a rotation of folks that, that rotate really between that at-home role I was talking about and then the, that track one, you know, shooting shooting videos, shooting photos. And Could I do the East Coast? Of- Could I do like uh, Pocono <laughs> and Watkins Glen? Just that, that's it. That's, uh, those two would be good. And maybe Dover. Po- I mean, Pocono is, is, is quickly becoming, I think, a popular track because there's like a lot of pretty like nature around there and stuff yeah, like really that. Beautiful. So you get like, you get that like Saturday afternoon or like after that at like Xfinity race on a Saturday and like you have a little bit of time to wander. Yeah. Uh, I've heard, I've heard it's really nice, but uh, no, we try and keep people fresh. So like, we're not doing, you know, Hey, you're on for the month of April on the road and you live there because ultimately we, you know, it's funny, we can do all this talking about content, but I think one of the reasons I have a, a really killer team is they can wear a lot of hats. And so while they can be that person who does that cool video with the GoPro on the DSLR, they're also strategists, and the strategist is kind of in all of their titles. It's in mine. Um, and, and ultimately, like we're responsible for doing a ton of planning. So these guys aren't just purely production employees or, or you know shooters or, or videographers or something like that. There's someone who can sit with you if you're a, an internal or external stakeholder, whether you work for NASCAR licensing and you want you're, we're launching like a new Funko line of toys or NASCAR diversity and they've got an important initiative coming up with like the D4D pit crew combine. Like they can sit there and plan out you know, an, a, a, a well thought out social strategy. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, we try not to like 
leave anyone just out there for a month because they do ultimately have responsibilities back in our offices too. But I think that, you know, I'm sure there are some people who would like to live that life on the road all the time, but I'd like to think that that's kind of a benefit for them because one, you know, you do get a little bit of work-life balance and two, I think it gives you a really well-rounded experience. So I'd like to think that we're, we're molding and creating some, some really sharp strategists and content creators. That's awesome. I love that so much. Well, this has been amazing. I'm going to get off of this and I'm literally going to go convince my wife to move to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Carolinas too. I've been, I've been kind of falling in love with the South a little bit. I'm going to Georgia, uh, next week and I just went to South Carolina. So who knows? Maybe we'll see. Maybe, we, maybe when we have kids, she'll want to move out there. But for now I'm a, I'm a Yankee. Well, I'm more of a Mets fan, but you know, I'm, I'm here in New York. Maybe, maybe I'll go work with James in New York. Nice. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you to the Sasha Group for making this possible for this introduction. Thank you to NASCAR. But where can people find you online? What's the best place to get in touch? And if you're looking to apply to work at NASCAR, what's the best place you can do that? Yeah, the, uh, I'm not going to be able to, to rip off the careers URL, but if you, if you just Google NASCAR careers, there is a careers page that's there, and, and I would definitely encourage people to stay on top of that. Cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm easy to find on, on social and, and pretty active on, on Twitter, especially just at Chris Lippman, two T's, two N's. Uh, follow at NASCAR on all those platforms and use our Giphy gifts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, use them in your Instagram stories liberally. So. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. It's been great. All right. Take all care. Right. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you follow our sponsors, KEH Camera. Go to KEH.com and get yourself an awesome camera. I'll see you next time on Meet the Creatives.